When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to DM to GM. We're the show that helps you feel more comfortable playing the games that you want to play around the table with your friends or online with your friends because that's the that's the time we're in. I'm your dungeon master from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from the end of time and other bothers, Sean Howard. And today we're here to talk about some awesome things based on questions that you have asked us and we've taken three questions and sort of put them together we've mashed them up like a little ball of potatoes like mashed potatoes uh with gravy uh so they all three sort of fit together i love this analogy thank this you mashed ball of potatoes not just a full potato but you've mashed the potatoes and then put them back together yes that's what we've got for you today i think it's because i'm on my third floor in a heat wave and so i feel like i'm a cooked mashed potato well, let's take our time with these questions then. Let's awesome. not rush them. No. Because Sean's here for you. I am dripping. In the sweltering heat. Our first question comes from uh, Chris Vasquez at ClickPop on Twitter. Who is the most amazing person on the planet. I just need to say that. The whole, he works for AWeber and the whole behind the scene uh, interactive adventure that we did, the prequel to the show. That was all because of Chris. That's awesome. Thank you, Chris. Chris's question. Are there any go-to tricks you can lean on to help your players connect with each other? How do you break the ice? Well, this is funny because now Russ and I are just sitting here staring at each other because a lot of times we have tables that have a chemistry already. By a lot of times, I mean almost every week, right? We sit down at a table where we have good chemistry. It's for it, it, we've, we're we're very fortunate in that fact that we've been playing with our tables for a very long time. Um, but when you do bring somebody new to the table, um, or you're just starting a new group, uh, what? Uh, yeah. So what are some ways that we can? Yeah. We can get them moving, get them talking, get the things, get everything firing. And I think the example I I'm going to put you on the spot, Russ. You with Dungeons, you have a thing where patrons can uh, contribute at a certain level. And they can join a game with you and some of the members of your table. Um, so that's something you're doing pretty much every month where you've got new people that might be feeling a little awkward at first. Um, so how has that been for you? How have you, how has that been? Uh, what have you learned about doing that? Yes, we do that every month um, where we're able to sit down with uh, new people, play a game and have a great time. Um, usually it's uh one of us running the game, uh, more often than not me, but we do filter it around to our other table. And then one other uh, cast member from Dungeons. Um, and then whoever is joined the tier and is there to play with us. To get them into it, I usually take like the first 10 or 15 minutes just to talk to people. Just to say, how you doing? What's going on with you? How's work? 
if they're working. Hopefully that's uh, that's something that, you know. That may not be a good thing with. to lead with anymore in COVID, but yes. It, it, probably not. Yeah, no, you're right. Probably not something good to lean with right now. But, you know, what have they been up to? What have, what shows have they been watching? Just, just talk to them. Um, get them talking to you, asking you questions before you jump right into the setup for your session. Uh, once you get the session going, it's as a, a dungeon master or a game master, it's paying attention to the room or to the Zoom call um, and seeing who is participating. If everybody's got video up, it's very easy to kind of see who's maybe trying to jump in but just can't push through. Um, I've played with some people where they're uh, where they just have audio. That makes it a little more difficult, especially if they're a little quiet. But um, asking them specifically and their character specifically driving questions throughout the game as decisions are being made, what would character X be doing as you know, you're walking into this dark cave. Um, if you've got somebody who talks a lot more, um, sometimes people have a hard time jumping in. So just giving them that moment to shine. And when you direct a question specifically to a person, it helps slow the table down a little bit. If you get a couple people firing back and forth really quickly, giving that one person a question kind of puts us not doesn't put the stoppers on, but just gives everybody a moment to kind of think about the other characters at the table that maybe aren't pressing forward as much as the others. I love how you start by just talking with them normally, just about everyday things. Um, so when I've done this in the past, um, I've leaned very heavily on a session zero. Um, I guess we can also talk in a minute, Russ, about your experience going to um, conferences and cons where you're suddenly at a table with people you don't know, right? Running a game uh, in a short period of time. Um, The campaigns that I've started with new people, um, I always start my campaigns with almost a one-on-one session zero. Um, I'm a little old school that way. So I um, I would book a session with a new player uh, could be a Zoom, could be in person. And my goal in that session is to uh, just start talking to them about what have they have they played before? What do they know about the system or not? Um, what character type are they interested in? I might have to explain, right, the basics. What is a rogue? What is it? whatever? What are the mechanics? Um, but what I'm trying to get to in every case is what would be fun for them? What would be a fun character for them to play? And I've sort of developed this game where I try to say yes to everything. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because, you know, a new player might be like, I want to play a god. And one of the best campaigns I ever ran was where I just said yes to that. I was like, okay. But I worked with them to be like, all right, but there's, I I can make you a god. Or what if you were a, uh, what if you were begotten from a god? And they got so excited and we created this backstory together and they were cursed and they just had a lot of fun with it. And so when I'm working with a new player, I try to just keep finding ways to accept what they want to do and work it into the story of the world. So then when we get, if I'm doing that with every player, like the players I know who have a lot of fun with that moment and then the new players, by the time I get to that session one, um, everyone at the table is so excited, not just to play their character, but to figure out what's going on with everyone else. Cause they all know everyone has a secret backstory. Right. So there's sort of this fun, like interplay that happens where they're feeling each other out. Um, So that's sort of how I've done it in the past. But let's go to your scenario, which is harder. You can't run a zero. You're at a con. You sit down. You've got to run a game. 
People walk up. You have five minutes to get to know them before the clock starts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've definitely. Come sat on, down Russ. Now go. What is your answer? Fortunately, the ones that I've sat down at, um, there is a five to ten minute, like character handout this is what to expect period now i don't know if this is true for all cons for all games um but the ones that i've sat down with uh they've been adventurers league which is put on by D D. um and you you sit down at the group of with the group of people that you don't know there's a dungeon master designated to your table as you sit down and you know, as everybody's getting comfortable um it gives you that moment to talk to each other. Hi, awkward, awkward, you know, gotta say hello. How are you? Oh, it's hot outside. Yep. Yep. You get through all of that. And then the dungeon master goes in and tells you what you're going to expect. You know, you are tier one, which is one to four or tier two, which is five to 10 and hands out everybody's character at that moment. Um, some, you can bring characters to them, but this, these ones, they just handed us characters and said, this is who you're being. So everybody's entering on a level playing field of not knowing what their character can do. Um, and then they walk you through, you, you know, we're going we're gonna to be going through this adventure module, which is part of this bigger thing that we're trying to showcase here. And you're going to be experiencing, you know, a race through hell. And there's going to be some cool stuff where you're going to get to interact with some of the, uh, some of the people in this realm and there's going to be some battles and that sort of thing. So they give you a overarching look at what you're going to experience from start to finish. And then you can kind of get in the, in the mindset of as they're going through their story beats, um, know which section of the story they're going to get to. Interesting. So it's almost like on rails, like here's the ride you're going to run. Yeah. Adventures League modules are kind of set up that way. Like, cause they, cause these dungeon masters, they, they play this module over and over and over right, and over right. again so they get comfortable with the story um more often than not the ones that i've sat with uh they don't they're not even really looking through it they're flipping to it at you know, you know almost by muscle memory um and it makes it seamless from the game running side um but there's very little variance like they're not gonna i don't know if they're gonna allow you but they're there's less room for you to jump in and say, now I'm a God, what are you going to do? So those ones uh, are, are definitely a little more on the rails to create a, from what I see to create a, a tailored experience that can be compared to the next game that that dungeon master runs. Um, so when you go out, you can be like, Oh, I did this thing. Yeah, cool. We did that, but we did it just a little bit differently. Um, right. So. so it, it almost puts everyone on the same playing field. Right. Yeah. So I like in that case, I think it's interesting. I, it's interesting that that would make, I think it's awkward for everyone at the table. Nobody knows what's happening. So everyone's on the same footing. Interesting. All right. Well, let's go to part two of our mashed potatoes episode. Um, this is from <laughs> Mike is Egerton who asks getting a player caught up. Huh? There's so much to know. What's the best way to introduce a new player during quarantine or isolation. So I'm not sure what the quarantine isolation part is, but I, I sort of know because Mike's a friend of mine. So uh, you can't meet in person. You're working through video. And uh, you maybe you're playing with someone who misses a couple episodes. And, and then they're going to be showing up. And they join the call. And as a GM, right, it's a, it's a, it's, it can be challenging. Because you got everyone else who's like, oh, come on, let's just play. 
And you got this person who's like, well, where are we? <laughs> What's happening? And um, how much, how do you balance that? How much do you wait, make everyone wait while you bring that person up to speed? Yeah, I like to think of those moments um, with almost like with a, a previously on mentality. You know, like really though, I do it for my own players because they don't they don't remember what we did. Last I've heard week. you. Yeah, I've heard you. Yeah. Um, you know, I you, you toss out the question: Who remembers what we did last week? Uh, we did a thing and stuff. Totally fine. And then you give them the base story beat. So if someone's been away for two weeks, three weeks, a month, or whatever, I mean, you've got rough notes to be like, oh, we we met this god. They sent us on this thing, and we we got the fork, and now we're going back to the the cafeteria where we can finally eat the mashed potatoes. But now you're caught up. Um, so yes, there could be more than that, but you, you hit the main story beat so that they just have an idea of what's happened because the character as well, you could, you could argue that the character as well, if they've been gone for three sessions, two sessions, whatever it is, they don't know what they're walking into either. Yeah. That's how I try and play it. Right. I try and give a, I tell the player, Hey, you've, you've been asleep in a trunk and everyone forgot about you and you've been pounding on it and suddenly they open it. Or I don't know, you come up with some stupid reason why they're just now returning. Um, and then you can have everyone else have fun bringing them up to speed, right? Um, in funny ways, right? Like not telling them things or telling them things in a funny way. Um, it gets challenging if you've been playing that character as an NPC because it's their tank and they need it. Um, that I find is more challenging. I like your idea of just having everyone go, okay, let's all... Let's all try and remember what happened yeah. over these collectively. Last three you know, for the first five or ten minutes, just remember what you've done up to point A, uh, from point A to point B, and then go from there. You might miss a few things that during the session be like, "Oh yeah, this thing happened," but then then it's that moment and it's gone. Um, so emphasize the super important parts, and then everything else kind of fill in as you go if you need to. Because some things you don't really need to. Because if they spent an entire session in a tavern not doing anything that's all they did they didn't really do anything so yeah i i'm a, i'm a key, i love i love keeping characters with character knowledge so if they were in a tavern the whole time and the and everyone's just come back and they found them and they're drunk or whatever and they they turn to me and they're like well what happened with the dragon i'm like i don't know you you were at that point you're on your 15th ale i don't you know what i mean yeah there's no reason uh, that, the, that you should know that as a player, right? right? So, or, or as a character, ask, rather. Ask, ask your, ask your mates, right? You're, yep. you're, yeah. Then it gives them more chances to RP, which brings them back to how do you get them into it? Is get everybody else around them into it uh, by trying to explain this story thing that they've just been playing for the last couple of weeks, right? Yes, and I'm gonna go on a tangent here because it's something that happened recently with me. Um, if it's really important to vest your players in the story you want to tell. You can have the most beautifully sculpted, written out, 18,000 bullet point, whatever story. It's, it's, literally, it's literally what you believe is going to be the, the penultimate story ever told in D&D. If you don't give me a reason... For my character, not me the player, but for my character to care, I don't care, right? Like, I don't care about this battle or this war, but as soon as you affect me, as soon as you have my family be impacted or, right, or or 
or I've lost something or they've taken something from me um, or they've even threatened me, then I care, right? So it's a key thing to remember, um, just going off what you said there, remember to vest your players in what's happening. Give them a reason to really care because then they can role play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Inter- interesting subject to get onto because the last session that I played with with Dungeons, um, I was I was doing that. They were in the middle of this thing that hasn't come out yet. Um, but uh, I was showing them glimpses of, you know, moments that could have been in their life. And two of the characters got up first and they looked at this thing and, it, you know, it was impactful. And then the third character pushed past a little bit. So the mechanic I had was as they walked past these different mirrors, you would see different points along the way. So they blew past and I misordered the ones that mattered. I put them first and they walked past them and then they got to the third one, which was like a nothing. Like it was, it was like an okay. And then he yeah. got to it and I was like, so what do you guys do? And he's like, well, it's kind of a boring one. So I'm just going to keep walking. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> totally. You called me. Yep. Called me out on Beautiful. it. Beautiful. It's fine. Beautiful. Um, but I mean, everybody makes that mistake. But yeah, definitely invest your characters yeah. in what they're looking at. And I mean, it's it's sometimes you, for, no matter how long you play with a group or run a table, that totally. you forget which one matters the most in the moment because you've got it written down in a specific way, and you just yeah. hit point, 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 and they're like, ah, oh, I should have put that point last. I mean, editing you can make it work, but if you're just playing a game, it doesn't really work that way. And remember to watch your table. Your character, that character, told you, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Keep walking. Yeah, don't care. Moving on. Let's go to the next town, everyone. Remember to watch your table. If everyone in the party is like, yeah, okay, that was a cool movie. Let's let's go get popcorn or let's go get dinner at the pub. You should know you missed and be like, oh, it's okay. Everything you just told, that epic story is still in their brains. All you have to do now is make the fact that they ignored it bring something bad into their lives. Boom, done. They're invested, right? So, yeah. Yeah, cool. the next time something like that comes up, they're going to maybe... Maybe pay a little bit more attention or not. <laughs> or not. Probably not. Probably not. That's it, fine. It's easy to forget to get your players invested. But if you watch your table, you'll know. Final mashed potato question. Jesse B 19 asks, any tips for newbies joining a veteran group? Uh, recently, their boyfriend started playing with their group. And um, they've only been playing for a couple years. By the way, only a couple years? Like That's, that's a long time. That's a You're lot. good. You're in. You're yeah. good. Um, but they found themselves realizing that their boyfriend was getting uh, a little left behind. I've seen this. Yeah, it's um, tough. I mean, it depends what type of group you're sitting down with. A lot of veteran players that I have played with, well, you tell them, it, you know, make it known immediately that this person or yourself or this other person is new to the game um, so that hopefully the table takes them under their wing and brings them along and everybody's paying attention. And I find as a GM, you have to pay more attention to them and it's easy to forget because oh, I see this a lot with beginning GMs. Um, I recently watched a beginning GM um, slowly losing their table. And so they began to just reposition the way they sat until they were looking at the only person that was still vested in the game. Right. And they started to ignore the more veteran players who were just like getting bored a little, but were trying to be there. So it's, but it's, it's a natural thing 
of of psychology in that we search for feedback, we search for reward, right? We're so getting drawn reward. To that one character, yeah. Right. So it's easy as a even a, a veteran GM, it's easy to to ignore the player who's not having as much fun, who's on their phone or looks a little awkward, right? Because they're not sending a lot of reward signals back for all the work we're putting in. So it's easy to just focus where we're getting it. So I think when you have a new player, it's important. In this situation, it's tough. But what I might suggest is that, Jesse, I might suggest that you have a conversation with the champ um, and say, hey, I get this is a little awkward. I just feel like, you know, my partner might need a little more attention. Um, and as a GM, I find it's important to spend more time with the new players and trying to figure out what will engage them, right? Um, do they, what it is giving them a familiar, oh, suddenly they have a, a wolf and they're really engaged, you know, like an, an NPC or it's a super cool axe or giving them, I'll, I'll often do the thing where I'll give them the most ultimate thing that every, all my all my like players want, right? Like the coolest sword or... Yeah, they um, stumble across it and now it's theirs. Right. Everybody is revering them because they have it or trying to steal it back from them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find like as a GM, it's sort of the GM's, I don't want to say job, but it's sort of the GM's, the GM needs to be made aware if they're not aware. Um, I think if you had a conversation with that GM, you'll probably find out they are aware. They're like, yeah, I, I feel like he's not fully engaged. Um uh, in which case, maybe you can have a conversation with your boyfriend. Find out what parts they like, um, uh, what parts are still awkward for them. When anybody's walking into a group where there's already that established relationship, right? Like it's like you go you go to your 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 partner's work party. They know everybody there. You Did you say work party? Work. Did you say orc party? I want to go to my partner's orc party. I said work, but yes, orc Ugh. party too. You go to your partner's so cool. orc party, and yeah. they're just mowing down on that. <laughs> right? Um, you're just yeah. trying to find your way in, get a little piece of, of the meat yeah. that's on the fire. Excuse me? Sorry. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> um, it's just having that conversation with them, I think, uh, and the group, and just say, hey, we all want to have fun. They're... They want to be invested in it, but they just haven't found that stride yet with this group. Um, and it might take a few sessions to kind of find that. But as long as everybody's working towards it together, I think hopefully you'll all find something that works out. And it can be hard to have that conversation because some people can feel called out. Right. So, yeah. So I would say first, have a conversation with GM. Then two, have a conversation with them one on one. Um, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then slowly just ease in, but but try and focus on what's fun for them. Like, what parts of this do they enjoy? Um, everyone that's new struggles. Well, not everyone. I've had a couple actors that come in. They get a little too into the voices. But for most people, right, that first few sessions, it's weird to do a character voice or it's weird to do certain things, right? Especially around people who you're not already comfortable with. Yeah. So, you know, there is a period of time. So that, I guess maybe that's the other answer is also just take a deep breath and, and recognize it may take them a little longer just to get in. But if they keep wanting to show up, um, try to focus on the parts they enjoy um, and see if you can get more of those. And throw an orc party. And throw an orc party. And bring the mashed potatoes, which was our episode today. 
So if you have more questions for us, we want to hear them. Send them to us at dm2gmcast at gmail.com or join us on our Discord. We have a whole bunch of lovely people, and they're trying to arrange games in there right now, which is great they during are. this time when we all got to spend time apart. Pathfinder. Oh, boy. I'm going to play a Pathfinder game. There you go. Yeah, baby. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Links are in the description. Uh, but until next time, we hope you play more games and feel comfortable doing so. And remember, we're here to help you get your game on. That's not our tagline, but it is now. Get your game started. Get get your get game going, started. game. Yeah. <laughs>